Welcome back to the Shape by the Word studios for day 176 <laughs> of Shape by the Word. We've been reading uh, through Paul's letters, and we made a discovery last week that uh, we have been for the last several years uh, reading Galatians twice in the same <laughs> year. Uh, good book. It's a good book to uh, you be reading. I'm here with, by the way, Kitty Kresge. I'm Paul Kemp, and this is Matt Kresge. And um, Galatians is a fantastic book, probably the earliest you know, letter that Paul has written. Uh, this was after his first missionary journey when he's deeply alarmed that people are quickly uh, leaving the freedom that they have in the gospel and moving back to you know, a form of legalism that you know, provides a little bit of comfort for them with outward rituals and rules to keep and rules to follow. Uh, but Paul is trying to point them toward the Spirit of Christ. And so this is a, uh, this is a beautiful book to, to read again, and so let's do read it again. But before we do, let's offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Uh, Matt, why don't you lead us in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the incredible priv- privilege to be your children, um, to be brought into your family, to get the chance to call you Abba Father. And so, Father, as we read um, your word and we're reminded of these truths, uh, today, would you shape our heart um, in them? Would you use them to, to bring us um, more into conformity with your will and your purpose? And, and Father, would you um, would you cause us and, and bring about in us um, a, a desire to, to live for you, to walk in a, in a manner that's worthy of the gospel, um, to bring mm-hmm. you glory? And, um, and Father, help us to be your people um, in this place. Thank you for our time together in your word. Would you use it to shape us? We love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. And because of our version app, a lot of times we have to break our reading down by chapter. And the chapters are not uh, always a natural place to pick up our reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we come to chapter 4 of Galatians, Paul is picking up a theme that he started in uh, verse 23 of uh, chapter 3. And he has applied a principle that has been applied to the Jewish nation forever to those who have the faith of Abraham. So let me just begin in 3.23, and I'll pick up uh, with chapter 4, and we'll read from there. In verse 23 of chapter 3, Paul tells us, Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came, that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Picking up in chapter 4 with today's reading, what I'm saying is as long as an heir is under age, he's no different from a slave. Although he owns the whole estate, they are subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you were his sons, God sent his spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you're his child, God has made you also an heir. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you're turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved again by them all over again? 
um, you're observing special days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that somehow I've wasted my effort on you. I plead with you, brothers and sisters, become like me, for I became like you. You did me no wrong. As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Where then is your blessing of me now? I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have torn out your eyes again and given them to me. Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? Those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. What they want is to alienate you from us so that you may have zeal for them. It's fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good, and to be so always, not just when I am with you. My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, how I wish I could be with you and change my tone because I'm perplexed about you. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman, the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as a result of divine promise. These things are being taken figuratively. The women representing two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. This is Hagar. Now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem that is above is free, and she is our mother, for it is written, Be glad, barren woman, you who never bore a child, shout for joy and cry aloud, you who are never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Now you, brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of promise. At that time, the son born according to the flesh persecuted the son born by the power of the Spirit. It is the same now. But what does the Scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. So that's a fun Matt Kresge Jewish argument that he has wound up tightly. <laughs> and a matter of fact, in the middle of that uh, you know Jewish argument, he starts with you know, by talking about the purpose of the law, which was to lead us to Christ, and he's using some fantastic imagery in order to do that. Then he reverses the entire Jewish story. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, you know, those who are continuing to be in bondage to the law, you are more like. Uh, the child that was born to Hagar mm-hmm. and born into slavery and born outside of the covenant. And, and of course, the reversal is, is huge. And it even corresponds to the present-day city of Jerusalem uh, you know, rather than being a child of promise. So fun stuff to kind of un, unravel here and play with. <laughs> so as you guys are looking at Galatians chapter 4, uh, what are some of the things that stand out? Go for it, Matt. <laughs> oh, I'll start at the beginning. Since we started last time, I think we are with Katie. We started at the end. <laughs> Katie so. loves to start at the well, end we'll and, the and weave her way backwards. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, to me, just thinking about the children of God and the privilege, you know, that we have, we've received, you know, that God could have just justified us. He could have just, you know, redeemed us from sin and, and then kind of left us as that, or even just brought us in and said, okay, now, now remain servants in my house. You know, that he's actually brought us in and said, now call me Father. And you see the the kind of the res- restoration, yeah. you know, of of what we were always meant to be. That we were always meant yeah. to be the the people of God to live, you know, under His rule and reign, but with this yeah. intimate access. And, and of course, you see the playing out of here, you know, of uh, the parable in Luke 15, where the younger son mm-hmm. uh, returns back to the father, realizing that he had forfeited all privileges of the father's house. 
uh, but comes to the father and said, could you at least make me like a slave yeah. in your house? And, and the father says, quick, uh, you know, get a ring for his finger, a robe, and put it around him, get shoes for his feet, let's kill the fatted calf. Mm-hmm. So he's received back, not as, you know, not just as a mere slave, which would be a privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just to be a servant in It'd God's house grace, would yeah. be grace and would be a huge privilege. Instead, we are, are lavished with all of the uh, trappings of sonship and, and of heirship, the ring yeah. and the robe mm-hmm. and, the, and the feet and the fatted calf. And, and so you see, that you see that played out. And I mean, mm-hmm. what a privilege you as Gentiles, you know, have. And, of course, that's probably a great picture of the prodigal as well mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in that picture. It's interesting how Paul lays it out that... Um, those who are living under the law as um, in this illustration as the heir who is still under that guardianship the heir still has everything I mean owns everything but yet doesn't have access to it and so it's like if we're living under the law we ha- we are heirs of of what everything Christ has except we're not we don't have access to it because we don't have him you know what I mean so it's interesting that it's all there. Why are you smiling? Oh, I, just, I just love it when you look at me and say, you don't know what I mean. You know what I mean? I, I, I hardly I, ever know what words, you mean, Katie. In other words, yeah. am I making sense? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, absolutely. Uh, you know, we are, and he does have that, you know, wonderful story that, you know, when you're small, there's not a whole lot of difference, you know, between a son and a slave, but, mm-hmm. but you have an inheritance that's wedding for you. And, of course, we have the tension of the already, you know, not mm-hmm. yet, where we receive so much of, of God's grace. Mm-hmm. He even, you know, speaks about it here. Of the, He put the spirit of his son in your heart, you know, to cry out, Abba, Father. Mm-hmm. We're already brought into deep, you know, uh, deep intimacy with the Father through the relationship with Christ and enjoy so many of the first fruits of the blessings, you know, that will be ours in, in full bloom. You know when we uh, you know, when uh, we finally see him face to face, but mm-hmm. yeah, I do know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean what a picture, right? That the law was meant to take us by the hand and lead us right to the promises of Christ, to, you know, to Christ Himself, and mm-hmm. and to the fullness of the reality that the law was always meant to point to. You know, it was never meant to be an end in and of itself, which is, you know, why I think Paul shows a great concern for the Galatian believers as you know. You get these false teachers coming in saying, you need to go back to these things. You need to turn or yeah. add to these things. And Paul says, why in the world? Like The mm-hmm. law has already served its purpose. Why would you go back and reject the very thing that the law was driving you towards? Yeah, you're observing months and days and years. And there, there's nothing wrong with observing months and days and years uh, unless those things become you know, so much bigger than the reality that they've pointed to, and that's, mm-hmm. that's exactly what's happening. They're getting lost in the details of the law rather than seeing the heart of God you know, revealed in Scripture. And of course, this is a big way, Matt, you know, we, we read Scripture here. We see you know, the Old Testament and, and the law leading us you know, to Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, he even you know, speaks of immaturity as being bound you know, un- under the law mm-hmm. before the fullness of Christ came. And to go back, uh, go backwards after the story of redemption has moved forward. Yeah. Of course, we're in Hebrews right now, mm-hmm. and that's what everybody's trying to do. They're trying to shrink yeah. back. I think you, uh, I'll be hearing Matt preach this weekend. Actually, want because we're recording this yeah. for the week after <laughs> next. Just but you might have preach. just heard Matt preach, <laughs> and it was probably really good. I'm guessing, yeah, we'll given see. given my past experience with Matt. But of course, building him up like this, it could be another issue. But that that's the you know the whole idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, not to not to move back to a story, you know, that was making progress toward and is being fulfilled in Christ, 
and a be in the story where you are and look forward to the continuation of the story mm. as well. And from here, it seems so silly to do that, but then we take an honest look at our own lives and we do it all the time yeah. where we, we want to go backwards. We want to go back over and over to the things that bind us and instead of um, going towards you know our, our Savior, our, the redemption that we have, yeah in him and the hope we have in him we have the love i mean verse nine where he says but now that whenever you know katie god, interrupts you say go ahead katie whenever i interrupt you just keep going <laughs> I, I was just you, you paul know has I mean? a really good the apostle paul has a really good point here <laughs> to build off of what katie was saying <laughs> but he says but now that you know god or rather are known by god which i love that little phrase mm-hmm. how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces you know and paul says that and I, and I think we along with paul are like yeah why would you do that yeah and then we survey our own lives and say oh I turn back to weak and miserable forces all the time. And yeah. then I boast in the fact that I know God rather than the fact that he knows me. Yeah. And, and you have the, you have a mixed story here. He's talking about, uh, you know, the, the Jewish people who are bound under the law and the Gentiles who were just bound under worldliness, the weak, mm-hmm. miserable kind of in a spirit of this world and, you know, the things that are cool and popular and hip and, uh, you know, and, and and part of that, and so he's kind of mixing those stories. We talked about being bound up under the law, but also the spirits of this age, you know, that are part of it. I mean, we are good, you know, at two things. There's one thing we're not good at. We're we're good at legalism. Mm-hmm. You know, we love the comfort of rules, and and there's a lot of natural legalists in all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we not only you know have rules we want to impose our rules on others and uh, we want to ignore other rules and then we're also good at you know being libertine you know just throwing off you know all what we're not good at is allowing god through his spirit to guide us into the grace uh, of, of the fullness of christ mm-hmm. and it is you know it is it's, it's easier to kind of go our own way and be drawn about by the spirits of this world or by mm-hmm. you know legalism than it is you know by deep faith in christ mm-hmm. We don't have a whole lot of time to talk about Hagar and Sarah. All right, (laughs) we'll sum it up. 20 seconds, go for it. Go for it, Katie. (laughs) Okay, Uh, we're children (laughs) of the promise. So if we are in Christ, then we're children of the promise. Yeah, if you know the Jewish story, you know, one uh, one wife was uh, deeply honored in the covenant and uh, through much difficulty, you know, bore a child Mm -hmm. of promise. And the other was kind of... Uh, just a fleshly compromise where Abraham, Sarah panicked and tried to fulfill the covenant on their own. And, of course, mm-hmm. out of that was born Ishmael. And, mm-hmm. and, and, of course, this is a great reversal of the story yeah. because Israel would say, we are children of promises. And he said, not if you haven't received the promise, you're not. Right. Uh, if you haven't received the promise, you're no better off uh, than Ishmael, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who was kind of born out of the flesh and has really been a thorn in the side of Israel, mm-hmm. you know, even to this day, you know, much less, you know, in, in, in their their time. And, and so he's, he's, he's taken this story and he, he's really, you know, we live in Jerusalem. We are descendants from Isaac. No, you're not, because yeah. that's not the Jerusalem that counts. And that's right. not the promised child yeah. that counts well, and that's why i'm glad we, we backed up and, and read i mean that's just a good yeah. reminder that when we read the scripture don't just always read chapter to chapter because mm-hmm. sometimes you'll miss you know read you can read heading to heading you know the smart people have thought about the paragraph breaks but <laughs> you know verse 29 he says if you belong to christ and you're abraham's seed heirs according to the promise yeah you know who are the children of the promise and, and Those in who him belong there's to no no Jew or gentile yeah slave yeah. or free male or female Father, thank you so much uh, 
for what you've done for us in Christ and how you've changed our story. Uh, you've taken children of a slave woman and, and made them children of promise. We thank you that you have put the spirit of your son in our heart, and by him we cry out, Abba, Father. May we, Father, not change the story that, that you have written for us for uh, the story that we desire to write for ourselves. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.